0: Hey, what is up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. And this week, you guys, we have a guest... He's pro wrestler. He is the as kicking machine, Matthias. What's up, Matthias?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing, man?
0: Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, man. Hey, so uh, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, uh, all things considered, uh, how are you doing now?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, you know... I don't know if you heard or not, but I got injured recently, so I'm kind of on the shelf. Yeah, which, that's kind of what
0: I'm kind of get what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, it kind of sucks, you know, when you kind of make a living out here, you know, throwing people around and you can't do it for a couple of months because yeah. the doctors are putting you on on the shelf, but do what I can while I can, you know, do a podcast, talking to great guys like you, and try to get my name out there.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here, man. Uh if you will, uh I, I don't want to dwell on it because of course it's it's not the happiest of, of things to talk about, but uh if you will tell us about your injury a little bit, what happened and and kind of like what's the extent of it.
1: Uh yeah, so uh it happened in tra- in uh training, you know. I was doing something I've I've done a hundred times before, you know, just throwing guys over my head. And I actually have done the move. It's simple, it's a basic variation of the of a suplex. And we were just working on it with like newer guys. And I was just throwing one guy after the next. So I had done it a couple of times and I was, you know, thoroughly warmed up and everything. So it was kind of a freak accident on like the seventh or eighth time I threw somebody and I felt like it was like Velcro peeled apart in my right arm. And I instantly knew what it was. However, in denial, I had a TV taping two days later.
0: Oh, wow. And, yeah, and
1: I, I didn't want to miss that match. So I uh, didn't get it checked out or anything. I just went to the TV taping, did a match, you know, with um, half an arm. <laughs> and uh, then when I got back home, that's when I went to the hospital. And the doctors just they let me know what I already knew, which is I tore my right bicep completely off the bone. And uh they put me in a cast so I couldn't do all the other matches I had scheduled for the end of last year. And luckily I was able to get the surgery not too, not too long after, but uh, after the surgery, the doctor said, I can't wrestle for six months. Wow. Which, In in pro wrestling terms, that's a long time. Like, Yeah. That's
0: a long time.
1: At the level I'm at where I'm not necessarily constantly on TV all the time. It's people forget about you like, like that, you know, instantly. So, it's certainly not the best of times but uh, really the the hard part's kind of over with because the hardest part was after you have surgery for the first 10 to 14 days you're not even allowed to sweat like you can't go work out you can't do anything you're just like supposed to sit at home and do nothing because if you get all sweat like in the bandages and stuff oh
0: you wow can't
1: get an infection and it'll last a lot wow. longer so, like, honestly those 10 days were probably the the hardest part. But then once that was over, you know, I can work on doing some mobility and moving around just a little bit. But uh, for the most part, I was supposed to keep it in the sling, sling for a while. Um, but luckily, you know, I, I've been healing really, really quickly. Because, I mean, that's the only thing I've been able to focus on, you know, go to the physical therapy. And uh, she tells me, you know, you got to do these exercises four times a day. So like most people, I would set an alarm four times a day and i'm doing exactly what they say to the fullest of my ability and not slacking off in any way or the other because i want to do what i can to get back to pro wrestling as soon as possible and actually in doing this i kind of took after uh what john cena always said it's like he just does exactly what the doctor says to the fullest of his abilities you know that's how he's able to recover so quickly so i'm like work for him why wouldn't it work for me and You know, it's been a couple of months, and I I feel pretty good now. You know, I got full range of motion. I'm able to work out again. So hopefully, sooner than later, I'll start uh, being able to toss guys around.
0: Yeah, well, that's good that you're back on your feet a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That's good. Uh, So let's go from the worst thing to the best thing. Uh, Where are you on TV, and what's going on with that?
1: Uh, It was uh, Lucha Extreme. It was up in Fresno. I, I, I stay down in San Diego currently. But okay. I drove up to Fresno for that TV tape. It was actually my first time being on TV. And after that, congratulations, I, Thanks. I, I didn't actually let them know that I was injured. I just kind of like did the match. <laughs> yeah. You know, just went along with it. Cause you know, you, you get an opportunity. You just got to roll with it. Um, but afterwards, you know, I, I, they wanted to book me like multiple times. They were like, we have a show here, here, and here. Like, can we, can you do this, that, that, and other, which is a great thing to hear when, you know, I'm only a, a year, year and a half into this after this injury. And they want me so much on TV, but I had to let them know like, well, I'm actually going to be out for a couple of months, but, uh, as soon as I get back to it, I'm going to contact them, try to get on TV every week if I can. so they just have like a little local, um, TV in, in the Fresno kind of area, but they also do shows like all over Northern California too. And I mean, that'd be great to get out a little bit more than just LA and San Diego.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm up in Northern California. So that's, that's super cool. I don't know much about Lucha Extremo, but I'll definitely check them out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great promotion.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome, man. Hey, so uh, the reason why I kind of reached out to you and you kind of stuck out to me uh, was because I saw online, you were, uh, you are strong. You are very, very, you are like, not humanly strong. Um, Tell us about that and how, how you became so strong and how it's like such a big part of your life.
1: Well, you know, I'm the machine for a reason, the ass kicking machine. Um, Before I did uh, pro wrestling, it's something I've always wanted to get into But before I was doing pro wrestling. um, There wasn't any pro wrestling in the area I grew up or where I lived. So I knew if I wasn't going to be able to do wrestling, I need to at least do what I can to prepare for it. And, The guys that I like in pro wrestling are like Batista, Triple H, and John Cena, people that do things that are like really powerful and strong. So I'm like, well, I can get really strong. And then when I am able to find a place to do some pro wrestling, then I'll have that advantage over everyone else. You know, so I just got to, I could, and I did powerlifting for probably 10 years, I think. It was about 10 years for a couple of those years, but I got trained in powerlifting for at least 10 years. And actually I have my own business, Matthias Method Strength, where I, I now make programs for people and help them get strong as well, you know, turn them into ass kicking machines.
0: That's really awesome that you uh, not only, you know, you went down that Avenue, but you also kind of give back and you're teaching it now too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the only way to go. If you, if you have knowledge, I feel that you should share it as much as you can to help other people. Cause If people are in the same situation that I was, where maybe they can't get to the thing that they really want to do, whether that be pro wrestling or something else, there's still short term goals or things you can work towards now that you can accomplish. And then later on, you'll be a step ahead when you finally get the opportunity to do what you really want to do.
0: Yeah, no, that's incredible. That's awesome. So how was it that uh, you got into the powerlifting? How did that come into your life?
1: Ah, uh, powerlifting is pretty simple. You just sign up to a gym and then go torture your body, getting really strong. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess so. I actually followed uh, Mark Bell. He he owns a super training gym up in Sacramento, and okay. I just kind of like, watched his videos and kind of followed after what he did, and then learned a little bit more about like Louis Simmons and uh, West Side Barbell method. And just kind of learned as much as I could about powerlifting and. At the time I was starting that I was in college and I knew I wanted to do something with exercise science. So I got a degree in exercise science and kind of learned the science behind it as well, rather than just the bro science of, oh, go to the gym and lift heavy weights. So it's something I've always liked, always enjoyed because, you know, I've always, I've always loved working out and also strength is, like admiral to me I, I really like especially in pro wrestling like i said like you see john cena flipping over the great Khali and the big show like those were my andre the giant moments you know yeah, i wasn't
0: yeah, absolutely i
1: wasn't around when hulk hogan did that to andre the giant <laughs> right now but when i was younger i saw you know john cena flipping over the Khali and i'm like wow that's what i want to be able to do is pick up a, a giant and throw him over
0: Absolutely. That is cool. And then how did you uh, transition into teaching? Like, how did how did you get into that?
1: Uh, Well, first, I was kind of successful at uh, powerlifting, you know, i certainly wasn't the strongest, but I was really good at helping other people get strong just because of my method. And I just kept working at it, working at it and find a different way to I was kind of like my own test dummy when I went to the gym, like (laughs) I would try somebody's method. And then try somebody else's method to see like what works for each one of those things. And then found a certain way that worked best for me. And I knew if it worked really well for me, it would probably work well for other people. So then there's other guys that the gym that I went to was a powerlifting gym. And I just kind of went up and asked them like, Hey, you guys want to start a powerlifting team? And they're all, yeah. So, you know, I started uh, doing some coaching with them, but then we took them to meets and had them do pretty successful at some powerlifting meets. And from there I made my own website and just, kind of teaching people about how to get stronger using my degree as well as my what i enjoy
0: that's true yeah you do have a degree in that that's really cool too so that that is really awesome how you're able to kind of come full circle with what you went to school for as well uh where can people find more information on on that specifically
1: matthiasmethod.com that's where all my stuff is all my training methods, all my programs. I at custom programs. Anything anybody wants. I even help some of the guys that uh, I train with with uh, pro wrestling help get them a lot stronger and leaner.
0: That is incredible. That's awesome. Uh, so let's talk about some pro wrestling. Uh, how did your pro wrestling fandom begin?
1: Oh, uh, it it started kind of wavy at first because like I would see it and then I wouldn't see it. I would see it and then I wouldn't see it. It it really actually started when I was probably somewhere between six and eight years old my parents they got a new tv and the old tv they just like <laughs> put it up in me and my brother's room okay so like, yeah well so we'd be flipping through the channels and we would see like monday night raw and the rock was on or stone cold and maybe even flip through and see smackdown you know but we we were young kids we didn't really know when it was on it was just like we'd see it once in a while and thought it was cool so i kind of got away from it for a while once that tv died and then Uh, My brothers, they all play football and they have always loved football and gone to game stuff. But I I've never really liked football. It's just not my thing. You know, I tried out for it. And really, at the time, I was kind of a a lazy kid and didn't really want to go out and do stuff. So I would sit at home and kind of watch TV while they're out doing their games and on Thursday or Friday nights and stuff. And again, I was flipping through the channels and I saw Smackdown was on and like oh i remember this from when i was younger like oh you know i want to get back into kind of watching this so it was kind of like my thing is i would i would watch smackdown while they were out at their football games each week and it just kind of got me into it and then i started watching monday night raw as well and just kind of grew loving it uh all through my teenage years and i i never stopped it's it's something that really motivated me to want to do so many things in my life, you know? So to me, it was just motivation for everything.
0: Right on. That's really cool. And then you gravitated to, to the big guys, right? The strong guys, like the John Sinnes, the Batistas and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I think it, what it was is I really liked their stories. And what probably related to me the most is I have three brothers, no sisters, just three brothers. And all of them are giants compared to me. Even my little brother who is five years younger than me,
0: oh
1: wow <laughs> is, i'd say six or seven inches taller than me in ways i don't even know how much more than me like they are all ginormous guys football guys all of them played football you know so i was always they could say the runt of the family but i was also always the strongest of the family so to me i could build up with strength and have my storyline so when i saw john cena going against the great Khali, I'm like, oh, that's literally me against my brothers. Is what <laughs> you know that that's the small strong guy going against the natural giants. So that that's the story that really stuck out to me the most. And then from there, it was just I really like the power moves. Uh, strength has always been something I admire. You know, whether it's mm-hmm. Ronnie Coleman swatting his 800 solid ass pounds, or you know, whatever I see, I just I really enjoy the feats of strength that people do.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said before, you know, like when John Cena picks up the big show on his shoulders, that's a moment. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and then at uh, one of the WrestleMania's, he picked up uh, the big show and edge on, on big oh, show. You're,
0: you're right, you're right. He yeah. did do <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he did it twice, even yeah.
0: That's crazy. That is that is strength. And then uh uh Rick Boogs, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he's a more of a recent guy. He picked up two yeah, guys yeah. and then he ended up tearing something in his leg because his body just couldn't take the weight, even though he was strong enough to hold them.
1: Yeah, I think he tore both of his quads, is what it was. Oh you know? man! Yeah, that's it was a terrible in- injury, but like it was, it was cool because he would pick the guys up and then he would squat with them. Yeah, yeah. So it was a cool feat of strength. I, I certainly uh, that stood out to me as well. And then uh, when Bronson Reed came to the main roster recently, like he he really stood out to me too. It, and it's not even so much that he's picking guys up but like that uh, tsunami splash he does is just like so impactful you know he he's always stood out to me as well
0: yeah yeah he's really good i remember yeah and and what was that i'm sorry
1: and they said bronson reed was a former power lifter so that that caught my eye
0: oh interesting okay yeah similar background yeah that is super cool and mark henry was a power lifter in the olympics
1: yeah world's strongest man
0: absolutely that's cool. Uh, when, at what point did you uh, decide you wanted that you could do that? You could be a wrestler.
1: Uh, well, I, I knew I wanted to do it from probably age of somewhere between 13 to 14, uh, around 14 years old. I, I decided I really wanted to do it. But like I said, there was nothing around me that I saw the opportunity to take. So it took me quite a while to even, uh, moved to san diego to where there's a ton of wrestling schools around here and then i could finally actually pursue it and that was just you know two and a half years ago that i moved down here so that's a uh, uh really what it kind of started is when when i moved down here i was able to actually pursue it but i've always wanted to do it
0: where you were know? you um located previously before san diego
1: i was in northern california in oh, okay, uh, okay a gold mining town called grass valley it's an old historic mining town
0: i am familiar with grass valley what's the what's the major town city near it
1: uh there's grass valley in nevada city but it's kind of in the hills between sacramento and lake tahoe it's like in the middle of those two
0: okay i know exactly where that is i live uh, i'm I'm born and raised in san jose uh but i currently live in tracy which is kind of by sacramento okay yeah yeah that's awesome that's cool. Yeah. I mean, there is, there's not much, there isn't much around here. I mean, there's, you know, more towards like the San Francisco area and things like that, like APW and stuff like that. But like a lot of times it's hard to find that stuff when you're not really in the know as well, you know? Um. So yeah. were you, were you traveling a lot with powerlifting and then uh, you ended up in San Diego because of powerlifting?
1: Not really. I mean, powerlifting, you can kind of do anywhere. Um. I, I actually had a powerlifting gym in, Grass Valley and uh, Grass Valley is, you know, within an hour or two from Sacramento. So I would go there for meets pretty often. Um, Actually, the first powerlifting meet I did, I did technically fly to San Diego for it. There was no actual reason I did it. It was just like there was a certain date that I wanted (laughs) to do it on and I just wanted to do it. So I just flew down and and did a meet. But there's no actual like you don't have to go anywhere for powerlifting unless you're like world class. There's not any major reason to fly anywhere just oh, okay go to okay jam get to all you need is some state judges or even just some local judges to judge your lifts for a powerlifting meet and you know a group of guys and gals that want to do it so i really didn't need to travel for it i actually moved down here because of my fiance she uh was wanted to go to uc san diego and for for her college and uh i followed with her because there's I looked at the maps, and there's tons of uh, pro wrestling schools down here. So I got to pursue my dream, and she got to pursue pursue the rest of her college.
0: And not just pro wrestling schools, but beaches and just all kinds of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. San Diego's a great place.
0: How uh, how are you liking uh, San Diego compared to uh, Northern California?
1: Uh, well, they both have their ups and downs. You know, I mean, Grass Valley's home, so it it's always going to be a special place to me. But uh, down here, like I said, the weather is almost always great. It's not so great right now with all the flooding we have going on. Oh, but, uh, ouch. Almost, uh Almost year round. It's like somewhere in the 70 degree range and partly cloudy or sunny. So the first year I was down here, it was total bliss because like, it rained like one or two days. And then the rest, it was literally in the 70s and just nice and clear. So... It has great benefits. And then around here, like we have all these big stores target and like uh Walmart and anything you want to go to is like within five to 10 minute drive. Whereas when I lived up there in a small town, like you have to drive to Sacramento or Roseville or something to be able yeah. to get somewhere that actually has uh you know, stuff at a lower price. And, and <laughs> yeah. you-
0: that's cool though. Yeah. Uh, so when you, when you did get to San Diego, Uh, How did you, you know, there was a few schools around you. You said, how did you uh, decide where to go and uh, where did you go to pursue wrestling?
1: So I just looked up the different schools online. And I think at the time there was like three, maybe four that I I kind of saw and found. And I didn't necessarily go to the one that was the closest to me. I just found the one that felt right. And it was actually happened to be the one that um, had... A beginners class like a little tryout class the soonest so after i moved down here i just kept an eye on which one was going to have like a tryout to go and like test it out and see if it's something i want to really do and it was socal pro that uh actually had that that class first and that was in the in may of 2022 yeah may 2022 i believe is when that class was and i just went and tried it out and instantly the first first time i stepped in the ring felt the ring, walked around the ring. I'm like, yep, you know, you hear sometimes people say that they do something and then they realize this is what they were meant to do. Like they have this feeling of like, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't wanna to be too corny, but that's exactly what it was like. Cause I stepped in the ring and I realized like everything I've done up to this point has made it for me to be able to walk in this ring and now I realize this is what I want to do. Wow. So as soon as I stepped in, I knew it was for me. Before I even hit the mat, tried anything out, I stepped in. I'm like, this, this is it. This is what I'm doing.
0: That's incredible. Uh, how how did that uh, the first little tryout go?
1: Uh, it went great. They were really nice. And it says tryout, but really what they mean is to test it out. To come, It's in kind line, of like an,
0: like an assessment, right? Like they're assessing you and you're assessing kind of what they're doing with you.
1: They're both looking at you and making sure you can do this, but they're not like being drill sergeants. They're just like, try this out, see how it feels and work it. But also you're testing out yourself to see like, man, if I, if you hit that mad, is that really what I want to keep doing?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's your chance to go. I don't want to come back.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I did, I did powerlifting for 10, 10 years, which is you're just going into the gym or brutalizing your body. And I was did martial arts for quite a long time where I was you know, doing demonstrations and things, getting thrown around. I thought I knew what pro wrestling was going to feel like, what it was going to feel like hitting the mat. I promise you it is different than you imagine. And
0: wow.
1: yeah, it's there's good and bad parts to it. you know, Because yes, it's lightly padded. And yes, it has uh, a little bit of a spring, but it's not like it has springs in it. It's just flex. But you're on top of metal, wood, and a little bit of padding. Like a
0: like a like a half inch foam pad. F that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's 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 not much.
0: It's not a trampoline like like some people think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess for some people it is, but no, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly.
1: (laughs) That's backyard wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i did that too when i was a teenager me just throwing around my little brother as long as i could
0: <laughs> until they got bigger than you
1: <laughs> yeah well uh, even that i could throw them around but it's until the trampoline broke
0: <laughs> oh yeah i guess you're gonna throw a kid on a trampoline so many times right
1: yeah especially That's when cool. you're both teenagers
0: <laughs> so what was it like uh when you started training training like actual training to uh to be a wrestler how, how did you feel about that
1: uh, i felt great you know it uh It is similar to like doing martial art roles or gymnastic roles and stuff. So we kind of always warm up with stuff like that, but then really conditioning your body is what it's kind of all about and learning body control. Cause when you're in the ring, you have to be able to be in control of your body, but also keep up with the other person. So you have to have the right cardio and conditioning to be able to do that as well as the toughness on your body. So like you have to get used to hitting the mat often. And for me, it didn't take too long to kind of get used to that hitting the mat but uh, the funny thing was actually I thought that the turnbuckles were going to be like the the hardest part to hit and things going to hurt the most uh, but those are relatively soft compared to actually hitting the ropes because hitting the ropes it's just it's steel cables wrapped with tape or wrapped with uh, a little bit of tubing and you're running into those suckers you know full speed Yeah, full force, so, yeah yeah so hitting the ropes is actually the part that hurts the most out of, out of most of the things that we do you know so if, I, yeah just conditioning your be. body was the thing that takes uh, a little bit of time um, luckily i had like i said a little bit of uh i, I was already kind of used to brutalizing my body at the gym and and doing demonstration <laughs> yeah. things so i i was kind of used to it picked it up pretty quick but to other people it takes a bit longer
0: it's a wild because like back in the day like on tough enough and stuff you know you see him running the ropes for the first time and they're all red and they have like these uh-huh. almost like rashes right where they hit the ropes and then i guess that yeah. goes away once you get used to it
1: yeah yeah once uh once your body gets used to it and like calluses up it uh it doesn't do that anymore unless you take a break but i had these big old welts on by my thigh my hip and underneath my armpit for probably the first month like they were like
0: wow.
1: dark purple like they're really bad looking bruises yeah cuz like I was hitting the ropes as hard as I could. I was trying to break them every time I hit them. Like not, <laughs> not literally trying to break them, but like I was trying to run through them to, you know, get really yeah. that back off. So, I was really beating myself up as as much as I could to get conditioned as quickly as I could.
0: Wow, that's crazy though. Yeah, and your body gets used to it. That's cool. Uh yeah. so what what about when you when you uh when you started wrestling like because uh, I know when you, you know, when you're learning and stuff, you're kind of learning the basics, but like what about incorporating your your uh, powerlifting and martial arts uh background into your style?
1: Yes, I mean both of those, like I said earlier, gave me an advantage because if if you have strength, uh once again, Mark Bell says this strength is never a weakness. So I try to use my strengths as much as I can where I'm usually doing big powerful slams. I'm not trying to run around the ring the fastest. I'm trying to slam them once and put them down. Yeah. So to me, I like the big, powerful moves, you know, the spine busters, the uh, AA's, the big suplexes, the tossing. I'm like, that, that's my kind of thing. It's really using my power to my advantage. And there may be some guys that can fly around a lot faster, but uh, as soon as I hit them, they're going down.
0: That's awesome. And so you've been wrestling for uh like a year and a half or so. Uh What are some of the, um, like, moments you've had that have been really incredible in the ring.
1: Well, the most recent match actually just uh the street fight I just had with Eddie Eastlaw is probably the the one that stands out the most. I don't know if you saw the end of that match, but he had my my arms handcuffed back behind me and this damn punk threw a chair at my head
0: oh, and it
1: up right on my head. I I don't fully remember what happened after that for at least a couple of hours, but that was probably the most inco- incredible moment that's happened recently. I don't know if you haven't seen those highlights. I mean, they're on my YouTube or uh, my Instagram, everything's Matthias wrestles for all my social media, but that's probably the craziest thing that's, that's happened to me. I have somebody throw a in your head and yeah. it pops in, you know? <laughs> well, I'll have to go
0: check that out. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. It, it made quite a sound too, as, as much as I could hear it, you know? Uh, other than that, like being in a cage, being in a cage is pretty fun. I mean, it, it's certainly not fun when you hit the cage, but
0: it's, Ooh, yeah. it's, it's a lot
1: of fun to do things. Like I was actually knocked off the top of a cage back in September. You know, I, oh, I was up there trying, trying to get out of it. And um, it was actually a eight man tag. It was four on four in a little war games match we had. And I was up, up at the top and I actually got knocked off from the top, which is about 15 feet down to the floor. That didn't feel too nice. <laughs>
0: To the floor, ouch, to the floor. man! Yeah, I mean,
1: I was I mean, able to catch the ring is... a little bit, but not much.
0: Yeah, to the ring is, is painful, but to the floor, ouch.
1: And then uh, back in, I think it was August. I was doing a, I was doing a table match up in Lake Elsinore, the Lake Elsinore Storm. They were like the mate the minor league baseball team up there. Okay, and uh, the table only like partially broke so like Judas he was he was uh uh who I was going against at the time he jumped off the top rope to give me an elbow to break through the table and he just bounced off of me and then the table broke as he came down the second <laughs> so it's like it, it didn't break but then it did break and oh yeah that, that one was uh that was a wild moment because like the table was I guess reinforced
0: <laughs> oh man <That's laughs> yeah so that, that
1: didn't do good but uh we we survive.
0: That's good. That's always good. And <laughs> surviving is a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's always exciting. You never know what's gonna happen at indie wrestling show, which is why I always encourage everyone to go. Even if you like you watch WWE and AEW and all these other big promotions, if if you have a local show to go to, I would go to it because you honestly never know what's gonna happen. And it might be a total uh mismatch thing, something you don't expect to happen, but it's just gonna be out of this world, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been watching. I spent uh 2023 uh watching pretty much streaming uh just so many indie shows from around the world and mostly the United States I guess, but it's been so much fun. i really loved it.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> craziest videos come from indie wrestling. They don't come Oh yeah, from, absolutely. You WWE, know, you know. The most popular ones come from Wb because they're televised, but like the the crazy stuff, people going through glass and like weird stuff happen, that's that's indie shows. So, yeah, I encourage everyone to go to those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with you. So what what are you gonna do in the next uh, four, five, whatever months it is until you're back in the ring? Like, what's your game plan?
1: Well, honestly, like I said, I feel pretty good actually. I I don't know if the six months mark is really <laughs> is really for maybe. Me.
0: Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, you are you are a machine.
1: Yeah, in in my opinion, I'm healed when I'm healed. I know he said six months, but I'm also not average Joe Schmo. You know, like I've still gone to the gym three, four days a week. I I can't really use my arm or haven't been able to for a while until recently. But I've been able to do like squats, you know, whether it has to be supported by a machine or sometimes I've been able to do free weight ones, but I mean I still train as much as I can. I still keep my cardio in. So I'm gonna continue to do that. Get in the best shape of my life, so that when I do come back, I'm not only as strong as I was, I'm probably stronger, and they already said this tendon's going to be stronger than it ever was before, not that it should have broken in the first place, because I, I mean, I don't have weak biceps, it was a total freak accident that it even happened, you know, it, it was just happened out of nowhere, out of the blue, I mean, something must have been out of place or something, but like, I, I, deadlift over 400 pounds with one arm so I don't have weak biceps yeah <laughs> even absolutely 40s and 50s is regular for me so uh it's a freak accident that happened but I'm just going to come back even stronger and in better shape than I was and now that I'm past my first year I'm going for gold I anyone that has the top title in any promotion around me I'm coming for it hell yeah I've That's told awesome. that to the owners that are trying to book me, anyone and everyone around that asks me about wrestling. I'm coming for gold, and this is my year to get it.
0: That is awesome. I really hope you do uh, achieve that goal this year. Uh, okay. You mentioned I John Cena. What was that?
1: I promise you I will.
0: Hell yeah. You mentioned John Cena a few times, and it's funny because if one thing that John Cena is famous for, it's coming back from injury uh, earlier than expected. Yeah. <laughs> that's for and sure.
1: Like I said earlier, he—he, he, I just looked at what he did. He said he did exactly, does exactly what the doctor says to the fullest of his ability. So, like, I don't remember what injury it was. Maybe it was his pec injury that he had. He's asked the doctor, like, you know, what should I do? For physical therapy, and they're like, oh, come in. I don't know, twice a week or something, and do these exercises. He's like, okay, that's great. What's the most that I could do? And they're like, well, you can come in like twice a day, six days a week. But I mean, that's kind of crazy. And he's like, I'll do that. (laughs) So that's the mindset that I had is like, I have nothing else really to do at this time while I'm off from wrestling other than recover as quickly as possible so I can get back to doing what I love. So like I said, I was setting alarms four or five times a day, you know, Doing exactly what they said to the fullest of my ability, and focusing on my recovery and not overstressing it, but also pushing the limits a little bit. Cause You know, you can't just sit and do nothing. I, I tested it a little bit once in a while. And I think you have to take a little bit of risks when recovering, but minor risks. Not like I'm going in there curling 50 pounds again. You know, I'll curl a little bit, maybe a little bit sooner than they want me to, but just little light things and stretch it out and get movement going and just doing everything i can to recover. So you got to follow the doctor's directions but follow follow it to the fullest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And i know uh, i know you said that 2024 your goal is to uh to win some gold. What are some other goals that you have for yourself in wrestling in the near future?
1: Uh the the main goal is get to WWE and then win a title in WWE. Now it's nice. unlikely that's going to happen this year i mean getting gold in WWE, but i hope to try out for them i mean as soon as they call me back if y'all want to put something out there have them give me a call you know hunter i'm, <laughs> I'm there yeah
0: <laughs> we'll tweet them for you they're I'm too busy long right long. now though with uh, all the angry fans
1: oh yeah <laughs> i think i think things will come around we'll, i mean yeah, they, always, yeah. uh, they always deliver in the end
0: it'll work yeah i was gonna say it'll work out in the end absolutely yeah. Absolutely. That's cool, man. Uh well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun talking to you.
1: Yeah, you too. And thanks for having me. It's uh, a great podcast you have here, and maybe we'll do it again sometime.
0: Absolutely, man. I do appreciate that. Maybe when you get uh back in the ring, we'll talk about uh your, your next journey and we'll see what's going on then.
1: Yeah, I just hope I'm back sooner than later.
0: Absolutely. Uh you want to go ahead and plug some social media?
1: Uh yes, it's actually pretty simple. It's Matthias Wrestles on everything instagram facebook twitter and youtube i put up all my matches on my youtube so you can see i mean all the matches i'm able to record i put up on youtube and then uh clips are always on my other social medias so matthias wrestles on everything
0: absolutely you can find me uh at funky sam medina and on twitter at pwn podcast awesome matthias thank you so much
1: thank you